tears well up in her eyes and roll down her cheeks. She inhales in jagged, hard jerks that snap at her spine. Still, despite the convulsions, she manages to stay in one piece and continues to talk. Not until I know you don't hate me. John said no one would get hurt, that I was just proving I loved him more than you, that's all. More tears, more stabs in the heart, hers and mine. I would never, if I knew you would have been hurt, never, ever, Cape. You have to believe. Shh, don't do this. I hold her, and a million things to say that might make her feel better run through my mind. But not one thing comes out. What she's taken from me is more than a job. More than my life, really. And she's wrong about something else. I did care enough to chase after some folks once. When I was a kid, I chased my parents all the way to death's door and tried like hell to kick it down. No need to bring that up, though. Grace has heard that story so many times, she has a title for it. Pity the Poor Orphan by the little matchstick boy. She's not being cruel, Grace isn't natured that way. It's just that she knows if she doesn't stop the orphan story, she'll have to hear the one that got away story by Cape Thomas. The story subtitled, Why I Can't Love You Enough to Commit. You're not going to forgive me, are you? I can't talk anymore. I need time alone, so I gently push Grace out the door. All I can hope is that at least her lawyers can salvage some of what they call the lifestyle to which she's become accustomed. Sure, she's hurting, but with time, that will pass. It worked for me. Healing is not so tough when you have a job, a life with a regular paycheck, fellow employees that support you. Not that I enjoyed any of those comforts. Don't do this, Cape. Right now, I really need to know that someone cares about me. It's cruel, but I have to push Grace's go button. Maybe in a few weeks I'll be able to deal with her, but not today. Five, four, three, two, one. And here goes. So did I once. It was the saddest day of my young life. I can't believe this. Pity the poor orphan. I need to hear that you love me, that everything will be okay. Bye, Grace. You're just like those stories, Cape Thomas. You never change. That's why your life is so boring. You never change. Grace is right about the orphan story. It never changes, no matter how much I wish it could. Damn if she's right about my life being boring, though. Not once I decided to hell with Grace and set out to find the one that got away. That's when I found out death has another door, a trap door. And believe me, no kicking or knocking is necessary to gain entry. But first, let me tell you the orphan story. It's short. And like Grace always said, it defines you, Cape. That day, the saddest day of my life, I was like a sea urchin awash in a current of knees, belt buckles, 
and women's backsides, covered in black dresses and silk stockings, accessorized with toe-seeking high-heeled shoes. Around and around in a maelstrom of misery we circled the room, passing from one table loaded with food to the next. After a few close encounters with the spiked shoes, I broke free from the tide and found a small cove between the desserts and sweet tea tables. It was from there that I watched as the stout, well-dressed woman scanned the room. Then, satisfied no family members were in earshot, cupped her hand over her mouth and whispered to a man standing beside her, I heard the old man wasn't going to bury Catherine and Alan in the same cemetery. To her, Catherine and Alan are victims of a small plane crash, and their wake is a rich vein to mine for gold.